Serenissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the Fit and Fab channel, and with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show. Uh, awesome topic, one of my favorites. Uh, with my guest today that we're going to take you on a journey, uh, journey of mindset shift, journey that will get us through a lot of things, change, transformation, nutrition, uh, just the whole nine, right? And uh, so so I have with me Roman, uh, Roman Sev. So I, I think I did that one right now. That was perfect. <laughs> All right. All right. So Roman, welcome to the show. Um, you know, I read your stuff and uh, your story is just amazing. Um, and I think a lot of people can benefit from it. doesn't matter if they're going through the same or not. They might know someone who's going, but I think it is important because you've, you've turned your life and transformed your life. I mean, if, you know, uh, people read it or at least hear it today, they're going to be like, wow. I mean, I can do this and, you know, and it's, it's a great thing. So I, I am so excited to have you because I think part of our mission is to educate and line people and inspire and motivate. And uh, I think you're completely going to change some people's lives and, and, and help them transform. Plus you do the work to help people as well. So that's, that's going to be the added value and the bonus, you know, from, from our discussion, because people can reach out to you and, 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 and believe, believe me, you know, you, you guys can get the help as well. So, Without any further ado, Roman, let's talk about who is Roman and where did your story begin? Because it is a journey. All right. Thank you. Thank you. First and foremost, I appreciate and I'm grateful for being a guest here. Um, and yeah, well, from the beginning, I was uh, grew up in a good household. Mom and pops working class. We were immigrants that moved from the Soviet Union. So... Drinking was a big part of our culture. We'll just put that. But it was a beautiful household, working mom and dad and everything. But as I as we grew up in my life, I started drinking very early. So in the early teens, everything was surrounded by it. Like parties, birthdays, bad days, good days, holidays, whatever the case may be. It was surrounded by drinking. Um, so it became a norm and I took this norm into my own life. Mm. And as I became, I had, I was married very young in my early twenties, um, had my first child in my early twenties, second child in my early twenties, but with dealing with the stresses and all this external stuff that was happening so early to me, um, Drinking became like my best friend, my coping mechanism. And I really didn't have anybody to talk to because it was just normal. If I went to my parents, it was normal. If I went to my friends, it was normal. They're like, we all do it. Relax. 
come have a drink with us. <laughs> it's not that bad. All right. So drinking became a real big part of my life and it became so much part of my life that it became an every single day part of my life to the point where I lost my marriage. I almost lost, I'm a fireman. So it's pretty hard to lose that job, but I was on the verge of losing that as well. I was on the verge of not seeing my kids. I was on the verge of pretty much almost ending my own life. And I had no idea how to stop at all. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't have to be at that state that I was at, but they could get there real quick without, with, without even realizing what they're doing to themselves. So luckily, there's a couple people in my firehouse that got me to change. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a brief synopsis of what I went through. Well, well. So first of all, thank you for for for, for sharing that because I mean that's pretty personal. But but I think I think um, there's a lot to discuss there. And and before we get into that one, fire firefighters are you know uh, lifesavers, uh, and yeah. and you guys volunteer your life um, to to save others. So I want to just take a moment to thank you and thank everybody out there that is taking their lives on a day to day basis. Uh, to help everybody else and and you know whether it's humans or animals you guys do it all and you know every time you go out there's a risk and uh, it is not uh easy i believe you're in the the new york city fire department yes yes the uh, fdny so 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 that's one of the the most iconic ones and by the way all fire departments around the world are are, are doing the same and and they're great but it just that happened to be in new york and jersey so <laughs> i'm closer <laughs> to home that's closer to home for me and i did you know i was in new york for many years and uh living there and then obviously i moved to jersey but i still work in the city so i want to thank you and thank all firefighters from all over the states any other part in the world and for the work you do so that just you know i mean uh Whenever I have veterans, law enforcement, fire department, I mean, it, it, it just, uh, we need to take a pause a moment and, and, and just, you know, pay our respect to the work. And also a lot of people lose their lives, um, in, a, in, in the path of saving others, uh, which is not something that, you know, anyone wants to hear about, but it's reality. And so again, I don't think there is enough. Thank you. So I just want to make sure that I say it loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now that's being said. Uh, it is a very critical job, and it requires a lot of attention and detail and strength and everything. Uh, and and we're going to talk about, as you said, you were in a point where you almost lost that. Now, now let's talk about just the alcohol part, right? Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's part of history. I mean, alcohol has always been around, right? And to your point, culturally, you know, it is very common in many cultures that, you know, you drink as part of social life, right? Uh, it's very easy, you know, you, you know, and, and at a younger age, I mean, in the States, we have those rules and regs, but frankly, <laughs> that's like the bar at the restaurant at home. I mean, people do what they want, right? And, you know, at parties and so on and so forth. But around the world is the same thing. But what, what happens with alcohol is that it does dismantle your abilities, eventually becomes an addiction. And uh, depending on how, you know, you're into it, you can it can take you to the to to the extreme and and become part of your life. You are an alcoholic, and I mean, I I hate to say it, but I've seen people really being destroyed by alcohol in my own personal life, and um, it is not fun to see someone you love, someone from family member that is losing their life to it. Right, and I've seen that, so I can I can really speak, you know, from a, a personal experience to that. 
And uh, whenever there's there's a discussion like this to help people maybe get out of that, you know, bandwidth and and, and really just kind of get into a real smooth life and, and be more successful and even help people to be successful. That's actually something I, I, I really enjoy. And so, so again, we're here, but, but, you know, you took it from just a casual, you know, family, social concept, but it just became more and more addictive to you. And that was it. And then eventually you said it, you got married young and then you lost your marriage. That's something that happens a lot when you have any addiction and alcohol is one. I mean, there's, there's different types of addictions, but, but it is usually it comes in with the three with all the other stuff. Once you do that, maybe you can do, we didn't talk about drugs or anything, but I've had many cases where that came with drugs and other types of activities that just basically, you know, gets you lost. And then you also almost lost your children in terms of, you know, when you, when you divorce, the kids are also kind of a victim to that status. Right. And it's a problem because they have to deal with it. Uh, especially at a younger age, it becomes difficult. So, I mean, parents out there uh, or anyone that wants to have a family that is an important to, you know, item or at least topic to, to always keep in mind that, you know, whatever you do affects everybody around you, your family, your relationships, your work. And, and, you know, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so, so that was, that was a lot that you had to deal with. Now, first question, how long was this whole dilemma for? I mean, was it a short period? Was it a few years? Well, I started in my early in my early teens. So I started drinking before I could. I can't even give you an age. So that's how <laughs> long it's been. I'm th- I'm going to be 35 this year. Oh, and I less. quit drinking. I spent my first New Year's. My first New Year's was this uh, uh, 2021 in rehab. That was my first New Year's sober. Wow, that is since I time. could remember. Since I could remember. Well, it's the first New Year's that I probably could remember in a while. But, yeah, so it, it's been more than half my life. Well, and, and that is somebody's life, actually. I mean, some people, I mean, you know, that's that's a, the length of their life or, you know, half of their life. I mean, if you think about it, right? And uh, it, it, it's it's a lot. And, well, first of all, congrats. That's the first thing thank I want to say. The fact that you, <laughs> thank uh, you. Listen, thank you. Uh, the, the reason I say that is because, yes, whatever it is it is right it happened but but it took steps and we're going to talk about all that necessary you know piece of the discussion but then you made that commitment 2021 happened and then you're a new person you are shifted you're different and what i love about it is what you did not only did that to yourself but now you're actually on the road to help other people and guide other people uh i mean you know it's funny like we all know about aa right in general we know about them as groups and stuff but with podcasts now and stuff, there's more influence and more more discussions about this in the open, which makes it a lot easier for people to actually have the feed and 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 the I guess the uh, support without even having to attend any of those groups. I mean, I'm not saying don't attend, please do if you need to, but but the idea is that there's more discussion because normally people keep this a secret and they just do it, you know, anonymously as as the groups would would suggest, right? But now it's a little bit better because you have abilities and you have a lot of talks about this and things like that, and people are more open about it. And then people that are actually doing the same concept, you know, when you go to these support groups, you have someone, a buddy that helps you, right? But now you're doing the same concept, but helping the the masses, right? In, in in a larger scale, and that's that's also a blessing, and that's a beautiful thing. But so now you you went through almost all your life, and uh, as long as you remember, as you said, to to only two years ago, and and then you said it yourself, you became first time sober. Now, 
I'm assuming that didn't happen overnight. You had to go through some process of rehab. So what was that journey like? And 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 before we go there, I know you mentioned something about your friends at work. They're the ones because you were at the verge of losing your your career. That would have been worse. You were you were at a point where you're even thinking suicide and all the stuff. So, but then you had good friends, people that cared for you, cared about you, and you know pushed you to get into the rehab. Now I know that's not going to be easy. Now I can't speak to it, but I know any addiction is difficult to get rid of. And you need some real set of people to help you and guide you to accept, admit, and then get into the rehab. And that's the part that's most difficult for everyone, right? So let's talk about that part because people that are watching right now are listening, either they're going through it or they know someone that's going through it. And they don't. we don't even know. We all can be, at any given point of our life, victims of addiction. And let's just be clear about it. If we're not careful, it can turn overnight. I mean, once one wrong move, one wrong thing, and the next thing you know, when you're into some sort of addiction. So let's be clear about that. If we know about this, we can help ourselves. We can help someone. So let's talk about that. All right. So um, when I say when I say I almost lost my job, I kind of mean it in a way as um, not like I was going to lose my job um, for legal reasons or anything. I was going to lose my job because I was I was physically not going to be able to do it. No, I, I, I get that it. I get kind it. of point at that at that kind of point in my life where. Be, like I couldn't count. I, I couldn't wait to get off work to start drinking. <laughs> I could, I, like, I could, like, that's the only thought that was on my mind. Not like how are my kids doing in school, or how's my wife at the time doing, or nothing mattered. Absolutely nothing mattered except the booze, which is insane, insane to think about today. But that's how it was back then. So I, when I went into rehab, I had four years of fire duty under my belt. So I was a fireman for four years. And obviously, the job of a firefighter, we live, we, while we work, we live in a firehouse. Two, so three we're days. Pretty, well, it's 24-hour shifts, three days a week. So they're not three days straight, but they're broken up. So you have a couple of days off in between. But you get to know the guys. And the guys get to know you pretty well. This is the, you can't hide anything. <laughs> it's 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 like a little family. So they know what's going on. They 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 could smell the booze on you when you come in. They could see how irritated you are. They could see the way you react. They could see the way you function. How sloppy you are. Just it's not hard to tell <laughs> when something's not right with somebody that normally is. Um. So. There were a couple of guys with, with a good amount of time on the job who have experienced other members that were going through kind of what I was going through. And they were in my ear for a while, for maybe two years. And it would just go in one ear and out the other. Because the only thing on my mind was, Who's? I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm drinking oh. on my <laughs> own time. I'm not hurting anybody. Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> you know, that's all that's. What I'm going to say, which is, I think, very powerful, which is I don't I'm not I don't go out and I don't push anything on anybody, because if somebody is not ready, there is nothing you could do to make them stop. There is no, you could beat somebody over the head with, with the agenda, but unless they really want to and unless. 
the real thing says that if they, if they can't believe that they could stop, they will never stop. No matter what another person says. So one day, it was the same person, the same senior guy. And I came in and he was like, I spoke to you for two years now. I'm going to go talk to the captain now. And I was like, uh, fuck. So I beat him to the captain. I went to the captain as soon as he said that to me. And I was like, I have a problem. I'm pretty sure you know. I want to take care of it today. He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to go away. So we call it the farm. We call it the farm and the fire department. Um, basically rehab. Mm -hmm. And that evening, I was on a car to Pennsylvania to rehab for 30 days. It happened that quickly. And that was my first day of being sober. Well, and oh, you know what's really, really funny? Um, I was actually uh, talking to somebody yesterday, and it was 449 days. And today is actually 450 days that I haven't drank. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't 449. It was 499. So today's 500. <laughs> uh, that's that's, which that's is, a big number. Which is insane. I would have never even thought about. But besides the case, yes. Yeah, so, that, so that's what happened. And rehab in itself was it just... I thought I was going to die in there. So, so, so we're going to talk about the rehab part because I know that's probably the most brutal. I mean, you know, when yeah, you're yeah. quitting, where you're you're deprived, and you know, you got to go through all this, and you know, and again, I think that experience can can help people see what what's in it for them, if <laughs> if they take that road, and eventually, you know, good and bad. I mean, ultimately, the outcome is always going to be good because you're going to come out of it, you know, better. But are you prepared to go through that? But I, I do want to touch on the the severity of of the addiction in a role like yours. And, you know, I have to say, I mean, your team, they were very patient. I mean, with you, because in essence, every time you guys go out, everybody's life is in the hands of their, you know, friends and partner, right? Because if you, if you fail someone in, in a critical fire or some sort of crisis, you, you know, it can be deadly. Right. Uh, so, so that was, I mean, ultimately a difficult thing. And, and frankly, I mean, they were very patient, but, but they, the guy eventually had to to make that move and but i think that was the, the critical point for you to wake up and say this is gonna and by the way and i appreciate what you said about didn't do it because of anything illegal but but you're right i mean if you're drinking and and this is like really all you think about it, it's gonna almost inhibit your abilities whether you like it or not i mean it's yeah you're gonna get a break and but if you're drunk the next day and come back again to the station on the firehouse, it's gonna be you're not gonna be 100 no matter how you play, right? And and just just part of you know the addiction, just alcohol in your system doesn't get out just like that. It's not like you can drink coffee and take a shower as we see in movies, and you're gonna be perfect. You know, the alcohol is still gonna have some level of uh, limitations that are gonna be you know upon you, right? And uh, your coherence is not the same. Your reaction is not the same. You said it. I mean, how you operate, you know, operate can be very difficult, different from where you need to be. You're supposed to be 120 percent, and you're like at 90 percent. And I'm just giving, you know, percentage here, but it is tough. But you took that, and um, I think 
that's the fir- that's a big step because that's accountability, right? That's when you decide that you know I am in the wrong because you could have literally said f this, I'm out, <laughs> you know, do whatever you want, right? I mean, that could happen too, but you didn't take that and uh, you kind of realized where you were. I mean, now remember, here's the thing that's that's interesting: lost your family or at least your wife, and 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 that was still you're still on. But but you got to this point and you couldn't now and I'm I'm sure that this also it, there's got to be some of that part of it because the fact that you knew that and now you get to this not only you lost your family now you're gonna have your without job forget about it now you lose everything so I'm sure that that moment was so critical that it had to be that I'm awake right Eureka this is it and uh, but I love what you said I mean now now I do have a question. Is the farm that you're referring to, is that part of the program from the fire department or is that a private? No, no. So this, so there's a counseling unit in the fire department. Okay. So okay. like it doesn't necessarily have to be for addiction, but it's for it because our job is so like Stressful. psychologically yeah. uh straining on people. Oh, yeah. We we deal with a lot of stuff. So there's a counseling unit that you could go to and they offer you support and help in various ways. Well, thank you for that because that's a big point. And I, you know, I did have a, a show before uh, under our uh, co-hosted, you know, show Charles That Matter. We had actually a firefighter from uh, LA, from California, I believe it was LA. And um, same thing, similar case where you know there was a point where you had to stop because of the trauma. You know, you might not. And we talked about this in the other show, and I'd like to just bring that here today. Is that you know many of us we don't take what you do we, we might take what you do for granted because we see you guys it's cool you're doing a thing you know it's fine christmas time you guys go around you do all that that good stuff and you do all the good things right but 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 the the fact that you see a lot of you know hurt and you know problems and you know even that right you know you are seeing blood you're seeing all this stuff that stuff stays with you there's no you can't just you know take that and pack it and just put it in a, in a closet it doesn't work that way it's always there so it, it is it is something that is important to realize that the work you do is not just you know i'm just going and walk in the park this is not a movie where it's it's all orchestrated and it's fake it's real people it's real you know crisis it's also your adrenaline your life at risk and all this stuff is happening so all that stuff is not going away over the years. It's just going to add up. And, and and there is a point where in your case, yeah, you had alcohol. Maybe that was one of the way of you coped with it because that, that kept you always numb and you were okay. But there was a point where you had to stop and you did. But I love the idea that there is a counseling system and, and they are always prepared for anyone on on, on the, the force to actually be able to, to uh, get the help that they need. And that, again, I wanted to highlight that because uh, it is important and, and, and also someone that may not know, know that there is resources for you. So whether you're on the force or not, there's always going to be a, a resource out there to help you if you are choosing to get the help. So now you did, but you said Pennsylvania. I mean, you're in New York. Is that is that related or or just any type of rehab? That's just the one they sent me to. All right. So, All right. I mean, I thought it was a specific one or... They just sent me to it and, I mean, it was... It was a great one because it helped me. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Listen, I'm, I'm sure some of them are better now in terms of service, but but the objective is the same. But now, like yeah. you go in, your day one. I mean, can you describe how that that that? I'm sure it's going to be the withdrawal part in the first couple of days because I'm sure they're not going to allow you to have anything, or, or maybe they do. I don't know if it's a Whedon kind of concept where they get you a little less less, or it's just like day one, you're done, <laughs> deal with it. I mean, how's that, you know, process? Yeah, so day one, you're done. You oh. walk in, you're, you're done. 
then you could um you walk in and you're done but obviously that help you through the withdrawal process i was so deep into it that like my withdrawal process was like almost a week and it was it wasn't fun so I, I, don't I try to if you if you're deep in alcohol i'm just gonna say do not do it alone if, if you're at the point where you're drinking every single day and you're at the point where that's all you think about and it's it's a constant thing that you can't live without do not stop on your own it's it's life-threatening so you 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 you're gonna need to go into a facility so so Roman, I, you, I, want, I wanted to just ask this i mean when you are when you have an addiction you never say that i have an addiction you can't you don't know that you have an addiction i mean you kind of like you deny you're in denial all the time i mean it's it's very like it's like when we see it like someone gets pulled over i'm not drunk i mean you could tell they're drunk but they say i'm not drunk and that's just the light one but if you have an addiction nobody's gonna say oh i'm an addictive you know addicted person i have an addiction i'm you know no i'm good what do you say about it? i'm just i just love to drink right so that's that's usually the well at least we we know and i've seen that again when you talk to someone that dude you have an issue now what are you talking about dude i'm i'm just a happy man i'm i like to drink it's not affecting my life i'm good i got this that's usually what everybody's thinking while they're in it until to your point it's 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 do or die it's just a, a bad bad situation and then that's when and by the way luckily nothing happened i mean something could have happened to you something could have happened to someone at work where you're there and you're not 100 it could have happened where you'd be driving or something got forbidden get into an accident many people do get into these situations and they're now they're in jail or whatever or dead you know so it's not simple and it's it's uh very tough you know to be in there and again i can talk about it all i want if i haven't been myself through it i would not understand but i like i said i did i did experience it through my entourage and i've seen people going through these these uh, levels of of addiction as well as withdrawal and it is not easy you see people literally suffering and it's uh it, it's just bad i mean when they're going through that phase it's not easy uh so first of all again congrats again congrats 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 because that you've gone through it and like everything else right it's it's easier when you're in it but then when you try to get out of it it's not going to be as simple and it's part of the price you pay but the idea is you 500 days <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah 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 i the funny part is I don't I don't even count it. I don't I don't I don't do the whole AA thing. We'll get into it later, but I don't do the AA things. I don't count my days. It was just really funny that yesterday I was just talking to somebody because um they texted me and they and they're like one of my um uh <clears throat> I'm coaching him, so he's one of my clients, and he's like, Because of you, I'm sixty-one days of no alcohol. So he was he wasn't an addict or anything like that. He just had like the one or two beers every day after work or whatever. But he's like, I'm 61 days sober. And I'm like, let me go look. Cause I I downloaded this app because they told me to do it in rehab count your days, blah, blah, blah. So I go on my days and I'm like, holy shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> it's to okay, it's okay. But I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm at four ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, well, I, 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 I am glad to have i am glad to have you on 500 if it's a nice number <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah. i like those those solid numbers they're good they they have something about them right uh you know well you can say i'm, I'm a half a thousand days <laughs> just to, yeah yeah, yeah, to yeah, amplify, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but but again it is it is it is tough right now you you got in you stay there you have to commit for 30 days right so and uh, i'm assuming the job doesn't but they pay you and everything for this transition 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in voluntarily. So I, I reached out, basically. I went, since I came to my captain and I wasn't legally, like, in trouble or anything with the job, mm-hmm. and I just asked for help, I could have left rehab on the first day. Right. Like, if I said, screw this, I'm good, I'm going to continue my life in a week in or a day in, I could have just left at any point. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Yes, so I did spend I spent 30 days there and then the job actually helped me out a little more when I got out for another like month or something with the counseling unit and then I just went back to full duty and yeah. But well, again, you volunteered, you were you were committed. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I personally think that anybody who's at the place of like true addiction, mm-hmm. they know that they're an addict they know they need help it's just that that mental state that mind is that they don't think that they could do it like Mm -hmm. it's it's got them wrapped around and shackled up so much that it's it's like i can't live without this i i like i there's there's it's impossible like and i feel like since i've gotten over that little that little bump in my life well i say little now but it was the biggest thing in the world when i was going through it i feel like if you could get through that you could get through almost anything you want in this life like that uncertainty and that that uncertainty of not being able to do something and you were able to accomplish like something like that at that capacity this is why it inspires me so much to help people is because if you just stack those wins, you you will understand that you could do anything you put your mind to, and that, uh, that's where that passion comes from. That well, just, just that that thirty days of like just just basically being reborn. I'm, I'm sure that feeling is unique and. Uh... Like to your point, it's a rebirth. It's like a new you. It's uh, it's a whole new life, and 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 I love what you said. First of all, you were over thirty, almost well, maybe close to thirty years in in doing this. Some people are getting addicted, you know, to these things in in a year or two. So the time that you had, it, it's a long time. And so for you to actually get out of it within thirty days, that in itself is an achievement. I I, I think. I mean, because because it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's just watching Netflix. <laughs> if, you're like, if you're literally sitting in front of TV every day or gaming, it could be an addiction, right? I mean, food can be an addiction. It's the same concept. And these are the lighter versions, which they have some other problems that, that occur. I mean, literally, watching TV, gaming can have physical, you know, nutrition, other type of of problems you can even lose your job you can lose things because of these things right so so but they're not at the level of of addiction of alcohol drugs and and other type of things right but the idea is no matter what it is that you're addicted to can be a problem and changing from today is the day i change and i become a new person that's always a good stuff and i love what you said about it inspires you to help others And, and and really uh only someone who's been through that experience will feel that way more than the average person because you know what it feels like. Oh my God, you have no idea what it feels like to be actually clean, to be you know over, to have a whole new reset. And not everybody gets a reset. I mean, again, people sometimes lose their lives. And and again, I can speak from my own experience. And without sharing, you know, the details, I've had a close person to me, a family person who actually gone through this, and 
lost their life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not as simple as people think. And, you know, and, and it's someone that I grew up with. So it's, it, I, I know how hard it is. People don't realize it, but when you see someone that you love, that, that you're close to basically just, just destroying themselves without even knowing they have no, there's no more, there's a point where there's no return. And I, I think that's the, that's the hard part. You know, it got to a point where there was nothing to do and that was the end. And, um, you know, as sad as it sounds, but, but there is at least for the living, for people that are listening, watching today, you know, there is a way out and understanding that there are solutions and resources available to you. That's important. And I think you are one of them, because again, I can inspire people as much as I can talking, but it's not going to be the same coming from someone who's been through the process and stands it inside out. Now you went to rehab. You're not the only one there. There's other people there from all over the, the, the nation, if I'm not mistaken. Now that you said it's Philadelphia or, or Pennsylvania, I'm not sure if it's Philadelphia, but but um, I just assumed. <laughs> but Pennsylvania, yeah, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, I, I I used to work in Philadelphia, so just first thing comes in is just so feeling right. But but the idea is that um, you were there with other types of addiction, or is it only alcohol, or is it is it drugs? Oh no, it was everything. It was everything. Yeah. So so how was that? I mean, I'm sure you were changing or exchanging stories and lifestyles and so on and so forth with other people what that was i mean i'm sure it's another awakening there yeah so before i went into into rehab like most of my life i was a very like shy person i don't really like to open up i wasn't much about talking i was i don't know i was just like a, a, a true introvert like just stuck to myself, blah, 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 until I drank, right? That's why I always, I loved alcohol. It was my best friend. <laughs> well, it'll be, I drank and, it I, and, 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 and I would never you. be able to be on a podcast sober a year and a half ago. You're, you're good to <laughs> <laughs> I would have never been able to do this. Um, but, uh, yeah, so rehab kind of like... But, See, why it was hard for me, it was like, so now I have to, like, talk. Because that's what, like, really what rehab is. It's just you're, you're just talking to counselors. You're talking in groups. You're talking. You're just talking. You're talking for nine hours a day. And uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know. You just learn how to communicate in, in rehab. You learn how to express your emotions. You You start, you learn how to actually, like, understand yourself in a way you know like you're clear you're clear you're more clear-minded now you're not really that clear-minded because you just stopped so your mind's still all over the place but, but it, it was a weird process I, I like i don't really i don't really like rehab <laughs> but uh it did teach me how to open up and express myself that's uh, what i took away from rehab is like I needed the 30 days of isolation and um, just a long time. I also went in when it was COVID. So we were kind of like, we were isolated kind of like half the time. Oh, so we were like, yeah, that's right. we would be in a group, isolated in a group, isolated in a group, isolated. So it's kind of, it wasn't like your normal rehab where like you're surrounded by people all the time. It was kind of like COVID rehab, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, but what happened was, um, my, so my experience in rehab, what I did every morning, we would have to meet up at, we would meet up at eight in the morning. We would have our roll call, which everybody goes to, 
Then we have our breakfast meeting. Then we go to our room. We do some stuff. Uh, reading, writing. Then we do lunch, meeting, go back to our room, dinner, meeting, and then go to sleep. But before 8 o'clock, we were allowed to go to the gym at 6 in the morning. So from 6 to 8, you could work out, you could do whatever. So that's where my fitness journey started. I said, while I'm here, every morning I'm waking up at 5.45 and I'm going to be in the gym before it opens. So I'll be there and, I'll, and I'm going to be the first person in the gym at 6 o'clock when they open that door and turn the lights on. And I did not miss it. There was maybe out of the 500 patients there, there was maybe five that went, that did that. But that was like, that was like, all right. So if I could do this, if I could do this in rehab, then I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. This is going to be one of my non-negotiable habits that I will never drop. So that's, that's how fitness became like, what it is for me today and fitness taught me a lot. Um, and, and then the other thing in rehab is the AA book. I never read the AA book. <laughs> <laughs> they praised it and praised it and praised it. I, I, <clears throat> I never, I could never understand which listen, if, if the AA book helps you for whoever's listening to this, if it helps you, and that and that and that's what works for you then god bless you and do what's helping you for sure for me it was the aa book and like the meetings and the and the alcohol anonymous groups and all of that they always surrounded you around your addiction they uh, they tell you that you're always an addict you're always in recovery you're so it's like you're living your life sober, but you're still kind of bound to it. Like you, you, you're, they, like, they kind of tell you you're never over it. Like you're forever in recovery. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, if I'm going to be bound to this for the rest of my life, eventually those shackles are going to drag me back into drinking. If I'm going to go into a church meeting every single week, and just talk about how much I want to drink every day and how it's like always on my mind and the things that I do to overcome this week of not drinking. Like eventually, where's that going to lead you to? In my head, it was, it's going to lead me back to drinking. So the way I looked at it is if I'm going to never do this again, I have to kill this Roman. And I have to literally have a rebirth. This is why I say in rehab, I was reborn. I have to create a new Roman, complete new Roman. And, the, and so I started since we were, so you're not allowed to have cell phones in rehab, but I went into COVID and half the day we would be in our rooms. We we're allowed to have our cell phones for the times we were in our rooms. Hmm. I'm jumping a little bit. I'm jumping everywhere right now, but it's no, no, It's actually perfect. Um, all right, so I had my phone. So I started, instead of reading the AA books, I, I started downloading books like Think and Grow Rich, how to talk, <clears throat> how to talk to and influence people. Um, I downloaded The Art of Living. If anybody wants to read a really good book, simple book, it's, it's like a two-hour read, The Art of Living by Epictetus. 
It's amazing. Um, outwitting the devil. So all these books in, th in 30 days, literally those four books I read in 30 days. Um, and I still reread those, uh, reread those books. And I'm not a reader. That's probably the only four books I've ever read in my life. <laughs> so I started reading those books. <laughs> <laughs> so between fitness and what that helped me with is my mindset is like, is, is the self love and stuff like that. And the fitness and the mindset is what got me through my first year. I didn't want to, I, I don't want to coach anybody. I didn't even look for a coach myself. All I did was I, I, I worked out to the, it, like, don't get me wrong. The alcohol and stuff, it always, it was always on my mind for the beginning of not drinking. It's impossible to, for it not to be. Mm -hmm. But what I would do is I would counteract them with just reading and like quotes and stuff like that. And just rewrite, I rewrote the books. It's crazy. I didn't just read the books. I rewrote the books. And then I would just, I would go and work out every single day. So when I, when I, when I got out of rehab, I would still wake up at around like six in the morning and I would go to the gym to start my day off. And then the, 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 there were days where I would work out again just to get myself so tired. I didn't have to think. <laughs> and then I would just go to bed, you know, like, when I'm working, I was working. I'm occupied. When I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. I'm occupied. But on my days off when I was alone, I would just work out until I had no energy. And I just had to go to sleep. So that was kind of that. That was the hard. That was a hard part. So, yeah. so, so, Roman, first of all, listen, this this is powerful stuff. I mean, I love the idea about you going to the gym. You found something different, something that, and by the way, gym can be addictive in its own, but it's a good addiction. It gives you a different high, right? Uh, and, and you feel good about yourself. <clears throat> and your body now is is a lot more aware, and it's it's going to reject all the bad stuff, and it's going to want the good stuff, the good nutrition. And we'll talk about that in a second. And so, but you said it, you know, I mean, you go to gym, you can sp you spend at least two or three hours easily if you really love what you're doing. And it becomes your new you. So that's that, that was part of it. And I love what you said about reading books that are life-changing and um you know again we're doing a show right now about changing lives and transformation and mindset but but those books were your first catalyst you know into this world of you can be better you can do something different you can be a new you you can change it's all the mindset and that's that's actually the, probably the most powerful thing in in all of us as humans if the mindset is everything right you change your mindset to a certain way everything else follows. You have it in one way, you're going to follow. It's it's whatever you look at is where you're going to be. And and we all have the capability of changing. The question is, you have to be aware, right? You have to be ready. You have to be, uh, you know, literally into it as opposed to just like, you know, I don't want to know about it. Uh, and, and by the way, I love what you said, that alcohol is always going to be there. And I'm sure you go out, you go eat. I mean, there's alcohol in the bar. There's alcohol in the restaurant. There's alcohol everywhere, right? You go to a supermarket, there's alcohol. And if you're, if you're really, are, if you can weaken to that point, you easily can be attempt, you know, uh, you know, uh, in an attempted mode, you know, to to get back into it. And and the other thing is, it, you have to be also careful. I'm sure that you have set yourself around where your friends and your circles are not gonna even <laughs> get you in a, in a position of that. Uh, and again, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I mean, maybe you can tell us about that. But it's it's important because I know that if you're 
entourage, your your support system is broken, you can relapse to something that's easy, right? But if you have a nice little fortress around you to help you all along, I mean, 500 days or a year and a half in the, in the making, that's great to hear. But but it's it's a matter of continuous, like you said. Now the gym is your life, for life, and and that's 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 a big deal. I mean, by the way, I mean I, I was lo- I was laughing because I, I was looking at your pro you know uh, profile here, on, <laughs> and you got some some nice nice little ripped you know picture going there. So I might use that picture actually for the show. But you know that <laughs> that, that was a transformation. I mean, I, you know, I mean that's like everybody's you know dream to have the body that 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 it portrays in the picture. But it's 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 a cool thing, right? I mean, you took it up on yourself, and you it's here, right? You you put in all your energy in your body and your well being, uh, mind and body together are working. By the way, when we do fitness, it's not only uh, just the fitness part of it; it's the heart, it's the the blood, the oxygen, the brain. Everything is functioning properly. The nutrition is also part of that. So you add that to it, and so your mind is even better, right? Your body is is rejecting toxins. It changes your endorphins that kick in. So all this stuff is good for you. And so it's like, you know, there's nothing better than that. I mean, I have to say, when you spend some time, I do work out too. And when you go to the gym or do your exercise, it's like the best hour you have, the best two hours you have. You know, nothing can beat that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there, there's there's a high to it on its own and, and it changes things. But but your mindset, your shift has has happened and, and you had some right tools to help you with that. And, 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 and again, they were not very complicated tools. Really, books to read, and and you know a, ho- a hobby that was good for you, uh, you know that's what it is. I mean, fitness could be a hobby. It could be uh, you know, uh, literally a, a, you know a, a function. I mean, something that you do for a living too. People make a living you know doing fitness, but the end the at the end of the day, it was something that that you found yourself in, and it became your medicine, and it is your medicine today. But I think what you did now is take it to the next level, and you said the first year was just about you, but then you realize now I can inspire others. And I think in this new mission of yours, you'll find yourself more. And that's just me talking right now because I can see the idea that, wow, now I can help other people. And, and you know, the best way to learn things and to be things is to train things and do them, you know, on an ongoing and, and showing other people. If I show someone something, I'm doing it as well. So it helps me and it keeps me always in tuned with that thing. I mean, it's like out of sight of mind. This is really in the mind. This is every day in your mind. You're working with it. So you're constantly seeing your tools and you are working with them so it makes a difference for you to continue and it also gives you that satisfaction that that new high and this high is not addict i mean it's an addiction in its own but it's a good addiction this is not, there's no det- the bad detrimental you know stuff to your health and, and life this is all positive so 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 let's talk about that now you you you're out of the rehab you continue doing this you went to your life uh you you've almost rewrote those books and I get the concept because you're kind of like, you know, applied those things to your life and twisted and tweaked and stuff to make it, you know, your own formula and it's working. But then what prompt you into now? Let's take it through. I mean, you said you were shy. Now you're doing podcasts, you're inspiring people, you're mm-hmm. talking to people, you share with people. And, and that's, that shows to our audiences that doesn't matter what dark place you're in. Doesn't matter how long, doesn't matter what time in your life, Today is always a good day to change, and there's always an opportunity. There's know that you can, and that, that's a big in its own. That's a big message. Every day is a new day, and we can really write a new chapter, as we say. Right? You can rewrite your life. You can be a newborn person now, born again. I'm not talking religious wise, but but you know, same concept. You know, it's it, the idea of like a new you is real. You can, anyone can. 
but it takes will power it takes ability it takes accountability it takes hard work and patience because this was not something you did overnight right <laughs> you know, the first the first 30 days are the brutal ones but now you're still now on your own once you pass that i mean you could literally just relapse back to anything right anybody can do that because the Everything is around us. I mean, it's pretty open territory where you can easily get a drink. I mean, someone's like, hey, it's a party. It's a birthday. It's okay. Just a small drink. And it starts with a small drink and then now forget about it, right? But you didn't get into that. You're you're committed, but you found every single other formula to guide you, to help you. And now you even got to the next stage or the higher stage where you elevated to help others. So let's talk about that journey now. You're inspirational and coaching you know concept because you are doing that you help him you mentioned someone who's 60 plus days into you know changing their lives and you know that is ideal when you actually are now taking it back and giving back you know again that's that's beautiful because not everybody is willing to do that i mean you can be selfish and just say you know i'm, I'm good i don't need to do this with anybody and i don't have to help people but some people do see the value because they know what they've gone through and they know wow somebody else could use the help and frankly, somebody did help you because that 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 senior person in your job that was, you know, about to make the move and helped you in, in a way, whether you liked it or not, that was, the, you know, the moment that made you make the shift. So so there is always someone that's willing to help, but are they always available to you? Are you exposed to them? You made that difference. You made yourself available. So let's talk about that. All right. So. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> first year was me it was all me i i everything that revolved around drinking everything that revolved around going out i didn't even like go out that that didn't that that even revolved around not drinking the only thing i did was work work self-development fitness and children that's it Going to rehab helped me a lot with my ex-wife and having my 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 children back and stuff like that. That 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 was a benefit of making the right decision. So I got that back as well. So that was my entire first year of sobriety. By the end of that sobriety, so <clears throat> now I'm kind of mentally okay, right? Self-development's good. Fitness is great. Guys in the firehouse are like, yo, what the hell is going on with this guy? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was happening? And somehow, some way, I get introduced to my coach that I have today through the internet. Wasn't looking for a coach. I wasn't looking for anything. I was just trying to be the best version of myself that I needed in my darkest times. Right? That that was my entire goal. And funny is what you were saying right before is one thing is fixing your own life. Another thing is helping others. Right. So I started talking to this coach um, and he's like, Oh wow, that's great. Rome. So you're selfish. You're pretty much selfish. So you fixed yourself. You're not an alcoholic. You got jacked. Um, you're mentally good now. And you, you that that's the that's it. You're not gonna do nothing about it. That's it. You're good. Good job, Rome. You're selfish as hell. He's like, what about like the eight billion people out there? Let's just divide that number by not by like 
Let's just take the 10% that are struggling. You don't want to help them out. You don't want to like prove to them that what they're doing is wrong. Show them how e how easy it is in one year to literally change your life completely. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you're making sense here. But like, it's also said like, you can't see the next level because you're not there yet. It's mm -hmm. it's like all I saw was, wow, I'm doing great. I cannot believe that I accomplished all this stuff. I'm the greatest relationship with my kids. I'm having the I'm the I'm like the best firefighter I could have ever been. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm 35. I feel like I'm 25 again. You know, like everything's great. Like I didn't even know that there was another level to this. I, I had no idea. I was like, I thought I'm good. I, I'm there. He's like, dude, you're never there. <laughs> this is a mountain that, like, you 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 hit your next goal, and it's like somehow there's another peak, and then there's another peak. That's what I tell people all the time. You might you might not see where you're going right now, and you have a goal, but once you accomplish it, you're gonna want you're gonna want something else. You're never there. You, you you're never there. So like. Like, just enjoy where you're at, is what I'm saying. Like, if, if if you're doing something a little bit better today than you did yesterday, and you're going to do something a little bit better tomorrow than you did today, you're on the right path. You know, like, you're doing good things. Just don't end up doing the same thing you did yesterday, today. Because then that's that comfortable state where we get lost in. And you could end up being there like I was for half your lifetime, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's what I kind of like. That's what I kind of like want to share to people like. You don't need to have the dad bod. I, I mostly work with men. You don't need to have the dad bod. You don't have to be that irritated dad that uh comes home and he is like. He's always like, I don't have time. I just did all the work. I make the money. Now take care of me. I'm entitled to be taken care of. I'm the king of the house. You know, like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be in that little confined space where, where when you're comfortable and you live like everybody else, like the majority of people, you're really, you're not happy. And then what I mean is like, you're, you're, you're satisfied, but you're truly there's no happiness revolved around it. And that's what I've noticed about it. Unless I'm serving somebody, unless I'm impacting somebody else, I'm not satisfied. That's like my new addiction. I'm not satisfied. If I, if, 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 if I didn't make somebody's life better, then like, what am I doing? It, it's it's amazing. It's just a, another high. It's the it's like you look it's, at the mixer. It's crazy. <laughs> it's but crazy. I, I I relate to that. I know that feeling because, and you know, the work I do is very similar, it, just in different angle. But but really, I create a platform for the same you know, for to serve people for the same purpose and sharing resources and value. But really, it's that feeling that the idea that I know that I'm contributing somewhere, that I'm helping somebody. I don't know who is being helped today. But I know someone is being touched regardless. And it's not so much because of me. Really, it's because of you. And my guests are the ones who are really touching the lives. But the idea of me creating an opportunity where we can share this value, 
has been my high, right? And and you know, I'm looking at what's the next move, what I can do to get it better and better and better. And that's that's the feeling. Like you you can't again stagnate. You can't be on the same level. You gotta always like what's the next top, right? And when you get there, like what let's find and and that's that's the beauty of it. You can go infinite. And <laughs> the sky is there's no limit in the sky. You know, it's infinite space out there, right? So you can just keep going. But the idea is that if you are in the same position, you're gonna get stagnated, you're gonna get stale, and eventually you might just kind of go, okay, get bored. When you get bored, that's a challenge. That could be a problem. We don't want to be bored. We want to be excited about what we do. But you're doing is really got a positive, you know, feature to it. You can see people changing, and that's in its own uh, unique. I mean, that's talking about medicine, talking about just like you know, I feel great. That is a feeling, the feeling that you can, and you see it. I mean, because. It's one thing for me to put a show out. Uh, I don't know the tangible outcomes, but you are talking to people live one-on-one. You can see them transforming you know, from one, from A to B to C to D, and you're moving into that ladder where you can see them transform into a better themselves. And, and there's nothing. I mean, that talking about satisfaction, talking, talking about giving back, uh, it's it's the highest level of, you know, I guess euphoria. I mean, it's it's bliss. <laughs> you know, it's somewhere that is that is unique. Uh, and so now, now, now you mentioned a coach. Now, I guess in between, you did decide to to get some additional, you know, guidance through a coach program, a coaching program. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it was a coaching. It was a coaching program because. Um, <clears throat> so I, I I was I, I was good in the place, but I thought I was good. So like physically, I was still thinking physically, right? I still wanted. I didn't look the way I looked in that picture. <laughs> so I got this coach and he's Jack. His name is Wes Watson. He's on Instagram if anybody wants to find him. He's 240 pounds ripped. Just Jack. And and he's also a business coach, which I started on his just fitness program, right? So I'm good with the workouts. I'm good with the mindset. I wasn't good with the um with the nutrition. I was just eating whatever came my way, right? And I was thinking, listen, I work out, I eat a ton of food, I get bigger, right? I work out, I eat a ton of food, I get bigger. I I work out, I get a ton of food. I, and this is what majority of guys think. It's very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. You have to know your macros. You got to know your fats, your carbs, and your protein. You have to know your daily limits and if you don't know them, you'll never have a six pack. You'll never be busting out with veins. You won't have that summer body that you want. It's it's virtually impossible if you don't count. If you don't count the correct number, and it all the it all depends on your height and your weight, and then it's broken down by the amount of macros that you need for your body. So I had no idea about that at all. I had no no idea. I just thought that just eat a, a ton of protein. <laughs> and work out and you're good and you're good which i was i was 220 pounds when i first met him and he was 240 pounds and i'm like you're 20 pounds more than me but i look like <laughs> a sloppy mess compared to you <laughs> and he's like yeah how do you eat and i told him how i ate it he's like yeah that's why you're a sloppy mess and in the first two months I I went down to 180 pounds, just eating Man. the right way. I the workouts changed slightly, slightly, just because he gave me a program. So like, 
it, it didn't really change much. It was just like the 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 workouts stayed the same, just the sets and the repetitions changed. But the nutrition, once I started eating the right way, I just lost all that extra fat. And it was, it happened so fast. To me, it happened fast. To the average person who was expecting something, because a lot of people want want to hop on a program and think that in a week or two they're going to have results. I mean, it boggles my mind how you think that you could eat for your entire life one way and then hop on a program and in two weeks you're going to look like the coach that you went to. You know, like. But that's the average. That's the average mentality of somebody. But for me, like in two months, when I was. Maybe I I was like, maybe I'm wrong because 40 pounds, that seems like a lot. But I lost a significant amount, like almost 30 pounds in two months of just fat. And it was insane. It was very hard at first because he basically like starved me. <laughs> he, he he went very strict with me. But we spoke well, like I, you, you won't do that to the average person. But like we spoke together and he, he knew like how I was like into this and how much i wanted the body that i wanted and he listen with the right coach the the right plan the right habits you will be surprised if you follow it to the t and don't miss how easy it is and yeah right so i went down to like 185 pounds or whatever it was and now, like, we went down there. I, I was, like, about 5 to 8% body fat. And then we just, now we're just working my way back up. Because I wanted to gain my weight. I wanted to be 220 pounds. Yeah, I wanted to be. So now I'm, like, at 195. And I look bigger than I was at 220. Because it's the muscle. Well, I, because it's the muscle now and you're losing the fat and you're gaining the muscle and you and you're doing the right things when, when you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing and that's why you're getting the results <laughs> you're getting that's pretty much so that he got my body straight he got me to like he's like listen you have a story you have a you you've overcame a lot of shit and you you got a man up and you have to he basically gave me a blueprint and he's like, this is what you have to do. And if you do it and you believe it, just do it and believe it. That's it. <laughs> That's it's, it. And I did it and I believed it and it's working. It's well, just, it's be believe, working. believe action. It's, 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 it's everything, right? And, and, and commitment. Huge. I mean, it's part of it. You it's committed huge. and you were ready for whatever. It I mean, that's the thing. It's painful. This is not easy stuff oh. you, you, when you talk about it it sounds easy but going through a, a, a transformation for your body your mind everything is brutal but it takes you willing to do that that's the willpower it takes you committing and putting the time and the effort into your point following the, the formula to get to where you need but that is almost guaranteed if you did it that way and i think that's the problem most of us we probably we want shortcuts we don't want to do that or we want to do it in half time we want to see results yesterday as opposed to taking the time. You said it. 30 years is not going to be impacted in one month or two months. I mean, you got to work. You know, you it took you that long. Now it's it, it's not going to be that easy to just move on. And I think sometimes people lose that, I guess, patience. They lose the motivation. And it's over, right? And then they just 
collapse and it's over. So, so he transformed you physically and then he built your mindset to really now you need a new high and the new high is to take this on the road and share with other people. And then that's it. So, yeah, he, <clears throat> what he, well, <clears throat> what he told me is you're never going to be satisfied. <clears throat> so how he explained to me is like, now that you see what I do to people, what I do for people, and if you don't do it, you will never be truly happy. You will always, you won't be truly satisfied with yourself. You're always going to think, what if I did do it? Mm -hmm. What if I did take this route as my coach? What if I did help other people? What if I wasn't so selfish and just took care of myself, but I actually help other men and women out there to accomplish the same things for them to better themselves and their family. Right. And, and it's just like, I think that's what we were put on this earth to do. If you've accomplished anything and you don't share that with the world, like, I feel like we're all, I'm not religious, but I follow universal law. And one of those laws is, um, <clears throat> the law of oneness. We're connected. So with the law of oneness, we're all connected. Right? So what I went through is the same thing that somebody else possibly could go through, right? So <clears throat> it was really funny. I was just show I was telling an, ana an analogy to somebody else, right? So let's just say we're in a shopping center, right? Like let's say we're in a Costco or BJ's mm -hmm. or whatever, right? And you see this jacked this jacked guy, right? This, this strong father figure. He has two little kids and his wife. And the kids just like throwing up, having a panic attack, like poop coming out of his diapers. The other kids on the floor causing chaos. The wife doesn't know what to do. And you see this guy just like, babe, relax. And just takes care of everything. Very calm collected took care of the problem changed the diaper talked to the other kid he was hungry gave him something to eat and a drink the wife has finally calmed down and there might be like five people watching mm. and some of them could be dads that are like yo how <laughs> the hell did this guy just manage this shit and you just change somebody's perspective on life that you won't even know ever You'll never know it, but you could have just changed somebody's life. And that's what I mean by oneness. Like, you never know who's watching. You never that, know how you could change somebody's life. So my goal is just be the best person that I could be, that I needed in my darkest times, and give that person to the world. And that's all I'm teaching. <laughs> that's literally when it comes down to the body the mindset nutrition and fitness is very important but that's not what i'm selling i'm selling like their life that that's what truly that's what i'm truly selling because that's how i got my life that is my daily habits that i do now i answer i answer to above that's it i don't care what anybody else thinks i don't like it doesn't even bother me and 
I am who I am and I justify myself by my daily habits. And that's it. If I wake up at a certain time, I hit the gym, I do everything that I had to do that day, then I'm good. I'm good. Take everything away from me. I will do the same daily habits the next day. And that's how I have myself work. Roman, this is this is powerful. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I mean, it, I, I always I love when I hear that. And uh, now you are living to help others. And you're right. Um, knowledge is meant to be shared, not to be kept. And uh, you're right. We are connected. We can make a difference one day at a time, one person at a time. And sometimes many people at the time, you know, I mean, a show like this, you know, a discussion, you know, with the coupon, you can be in a public, you know, area, many people are watching and you're, why you're not paying attention? People are paying attention. And we live in a day. Everybody's watching everybody. <laughs> so, so just be careful what you do, good and bad. You know, people are looking at you, right? So, you you know, it's just amazing how we are. Uh, I mean, you got cameras all over the place. Somebody is watching. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. There's somebody is watching at any given time, but, but you're right. Being a model, being someone that is inspirational, that gives motivation to others, it is a you know a satisfaction on its own, and I think it's a calling, right? It's it is a legacy that we all can you know contribute in this world. At the end of the day, we're here. One day we're not here. Bottom line, it's the messages that we keep. It's that that actually positive influence that we keep in our round that we give to people that's going to stay around. And again, you don't know how far that thing's going to go because you teach one person, they teach two, they teach four, and then that thing download just, you know, multiplies. And before you know it, you have a generation of people that learn some concepts from you. I mean, look, you're talking about your coach uh, and I'm excited about hearing about him and his work, right? And 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 his his influence on you is powerful. And I'm sure he did the same with others. Now it's your turn to do this. And by the way, kudos to him because he is not selfish either. He could have said, like, this is my world. You know, I don't want another coach doing my work because, you know, I want it all for me. But there's plenty out there. You said it, 8 billion. Even if we take 10% of that, we can never run out of <laughs> people who need the help. And every day there's someone's. Of course. Help. So it is not like, you know, there's enough out there to help everybody. And 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 there's plenty for everyone, right? To, but it's, I hope, I mean, even if we don't need coaches, right? But if we all help each other at the end of the day, we all can coach someone. Our immediate environment, you know, the people that we can touch and whatever, you know, like your work, you know, you know, uh, uh, partners and, and, you know, uh, friends, you know, you don't know who you're going to actually influence your family members, the next, your kids. I mean, that's the first influence, right? I mean, they're yours. They hear you, they see you, your pattern, your behavior is going to be attached to them in their, whether they like it or not, it's in their subconscious. One day they're going to just do things. I'm like, Oh, I, I used to see my dad doing this, you know? And by the way, it worked the same way if you had been the same character, you know, that you were before this, right? It would have been that person versus this person. They just have a better role model right now than, than they had before. But you don't know how those things, and people, again, watching and listening, doesn't matter, folks, if you're going through tough times, good times, everybody's going through it sometime. We don't know what people are going through. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. But we do know what we hear, right? But at the end of the day, keeping positive, under the worst circumstances, that's a positive. Uh, you know, trying always, you know, sometimes you're not able to help yourself, but you can help someone. And karma is good. You know, is a bitch, as we say, but it can be good, good or bad. What you dish out, you get back. You dish good, you get good. So do good into the world. You're going to get good back no matter how you see it. You know, you don't even see it in sometimes. And, and then you're like, whoa, how did that happen? Well, maybe you planted some good seeds somewhere sometime. And then now you get the results. We don't know. 
but but if we're all doing good in this world, we will actually cultivate good. And I think that in its own a message that we cannot live without. That's not something uh, that, you know, uh, light, that we can take in a light format. I mean, it is powerful. It is huge. And, you know, really, I, I personally thank everyone that's doing the work you do. I admire everybody that does the work you do. And I congratulate you for doing it because, you know, listen, and I, I would I would endorse anybody that's doing this and help them. And my platform is for everybody that's doing your work to bring it to the world. Because again, some people, to your point, you have to look for someone to guide, to help, right? And you got exposed to them somehow. And you don't know what way you're going to get into somebody who's going to get, you know, to transform you and help you transform. Now, again, nobody's going to change nobody without their will and their contribution and input, right? But but because I can put you in front of 10,000 people, maybe 1% of those people will be willing to make the change and that's fine. And maybe more, we don't know. But the idea is you're doing the work. And that's, again, it is the ultimate satisfaction for you and it's the ultimate, you know, opportunity for others. And so again, um, I thank you for with all my heart, and you know, I, I God bless you, man, for doing what you're doing. And I, you know, I admire your journey of transformation, and then we are today. And I know, almost from heart, from you know, you know, from all my heart, know that you're gonna do more and more and more. Maybe you come back and you have a full coaching, you know, system going and uh, new books, and you never know. I mean, because because that's what I've seen in in the last three years. I've been doing this almost 600 shows. And, you know, a lot of guests and all different, you know, levels and different, you know, challenges in their lives, but they all have one thing in common. They all are striving and thriving better, right? Striving for better and thriving and doing their own thing and helping others. Their mission is to change the world into a better place. And there's nothing wrong with that. I actually, I, my wife sometimes questions like, oh, you're too positive. I'm like, I can't help it. I mean, I'm, I surround myself with positivity. I hear these things and they keep me motivated. So just by having the discussion, I'm pumped. I mean, you can, I'm, I'm about to jump on my seat right now. <laughs> you know, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's really how it is. That's the feeling you get. It's like a drill and rush and people it's, it's talking about high. This is my high. You know, it's like, I, if you look at my Instagram, it's all about positive messaging, mindset, this, that, the other. And, you know, I just take these things that are available and I look at them myself and then I share them with the world. And so I, it's a double win. I win, somebody else is going to win. That's it. And it's a pleasure. So, so I, I, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy these discussions. Uh, it keeps me going. And again, I, I thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, we are about the end of the show here. So now how can people reach out to you uh, and for you to be able to assist? Sure. Sure. Before I say that, but thank you for having me, man. It's, it, you see, this is great stuff over here because a lot of people, they do the whole Netflix and chill and they watch the same shows over and over again, but they tend to not realize that those shows are putting, making them comfortable as well. It's, it's, it's podcasts and episodes like this that people need to hear if they want to rise above, raise their frequency to another level to actually commit to change. Because if, if they don't raise their vibration and they don't raise themselves to that level, I mean, you're just going to stay comfortable and you're going to be in the same spot in a year. But right now it's just Instagram, Roman Romantive is my handle. And that's it. Just DM me. Give me a follow. I'm on there every single day. You'll see my daily, uh, my daily routines. They're all in my stories. I post daily content every single day from workouts to mindset to everything nutrition um 
And yeah, uh, it's just the beginning for me. But listen, like I said, hopefully in a year I'll be back here and it's going to be um, Roma, a lot bigger and, and better. Roma, I have to say this. You, you know, you, you ought to look at it as, as a podcaster yourself. You have enough to actually give and, and, and talk about things. Uh, but But I can tell you this, you know, it starts with one step, right? To you know, you got to start, and you did. Now you're already in it. And to your, to your point that you said earlier, you're always gonna find what's the next move. What's the next move? What's the next move? I'm telling you, I I know this because this idea that I had was a small idea that I had as a dream three plus years ago. I'm just three and two months right now, and literally, it evolved into something that I didn't even think about. Well, I thought about it, but you know, in the beginning, you don't know what it looks like. You just know what it is. And then it just, and even today, I know what I want and I know where I need to be, but it's still not all fully. I know the picture, but it's, it's, it's getting there. But the journey itself is just amazing because you are transferring, you're changing, you're like looking, tweaking. And it takes sacrifice. It takes a lot of stuff, believe me. Uh, but the end, I mean, I, I want, I lost a job because of this, because it was a conflict, you know, and frankly, I don't regret it because <laughs> I know what this means versus a job. And in a few years from now, I know I will be thanking myself, you know, for doing and making a decision, even though today looks a little tough <laughs> in terms of that angle, but it doesn't matter. It's how I feel about it. And you know, yes, it's going to take some sacrifices, some struggles, but the hand of the game is, is the win. That's when you, you, you really see the value. So I know in a year from now, this is going to be better for you in two years. Forget about it. And only God knows where you're going to be in, in, in the next few, you know, years, decade, and whatever, and how many people you're going to change their lives. Because that's the other thing. You know, and by the way, you don't even know need to know how many, but you know that just by doing your posts on the day-to-day -day basis, there are followers that are actually taking stuff from you. There are people that are using. You don't know who they are. And they're not telling you, hey, you changed my life. But they're doing. They're taking from you and applying. And before you know it, that legacy is there. Boom, 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 boom. And it's growing. And it's viral and without even knowing, I mean, we think about the viral concept in terms of social media. There are things that are viral we don't even know. It's one word, one expression that someone is using now that is applying, you know, in their life that's making a difference. So don't worry about it, dude. You got this <laughs> and we will be back. <laughs> we will sure. definitely have you back. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, so what, what will be um, just final words of wisdom to close our episode today? I'm going to say the, the biggest thing, for me, is there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of information. We're in the era of an abundance of information. So we could go through motivation and books and podcasts and everything, right? And we could smother ourselves in information. But we don't do any action. So what I would suggest which helped me a lot is <clears throat> it's not about the new information that we take in. It's about deducting the things that we don't need in our life. So there's a lot of things and we all know them, the little things that we could stop that we do all the time. Take the things that bring you no, no purpose away out of your life. And they're going to compound. Once you take a few away, you're going to notice a few more. And once you could just dumb down the system of your day-to-day, -day, you will have such a clear head, but you will figure out what you really want to accomplish.
That's it. I'm not even going to add to that. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. Roman, it was it was a true honor, a pleasure. I enjoyed this this hour, a little bit more than an hour, but you know what? It was worth every minute of it and hope that people that you're watching and listening right now, you got some some value from it and I know there's value. So take what you can, you know, from this show, from another show, reach out to Roman, follow him, see his work and his journey. And you know what? This is what it is. You know, we're here to help and to share the resources. So hope you've enjoyed this this particular show. And, you know, we'll be looking for the next one. Um, so I'm Hurricane H. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Roman, for being with us today. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>